1: Hello, I'm Gemma and welcome to another episode of Good Influence. This is the podcast where each week you and I meet a guest who will help us pay attention to something we should know about as well as answer some of your questions. This week we're talking about confidence and community, the importance of having people to relate to, making confidence a practical thing, and how being gentle with ourselves sometimes means treating ourselves like somebody else. So joining me this week is Callie Thorpe, Callie is a writer, model, travel and fashion blogger who often shares about self-love on her social media channels. She's also founder of a community called The Confidence Corner, which posts on Instagram for us all to enjoy, but now also features a membership programme which aims to offer a safe space for plus-size women.
0: It's the variations that help lift us, you know, being sad helps us realise when we're happy because we can reflect on the sadness being confident helps us look back at when we're not confident and see look how much I've grown like all those things are in they all link and it's all part of what makes us good and, and you know functioning
1: so I mean we've just been having our having a little chat about Love Island before we get started I'm talking about you know social media and all around that so I guess now that we're going to talk about confidence we can kind of go straight into social media and. Let me start by asking you about The Confidence Corner because you'd been around online for quite a long time before you created that platform. Yeah. I feel like is is the case. Um, What led you to create that space?
0: Well, I think the thing which I really wanted to do when I first started on the um, the internet, it was kind of just like a self personal journey that was I was going on myself and obviously my platform was very much about me and um, what I was experiencing and what I was sharing and like my own personal like diary I guess online but then I obviously started to realize that I wasn't really alone in the things that I was feeling and experiencing and that I kind of wanted to make a space where I could make more of a community by where i could also share other people's experiences and stories and other and uplift other messages um that weren't reflecting just my own my own experiences and that was kind of where the conference corner came from and the idea was, i was actually on my at the, on the few last days of my honeymoon when i when it popped into my head on a beach in mexico and i was like i really want to start a platform so i just literally thought of the name um, and made the instagram account and then i just Try to start using it, and um at the beginning, the platform was about like general confidence and how uh confidence was an issue that everyone experienced and i was really I was really interested in exploring what confidence meant to lots of people, and I found that really interesting, but as time went mm. on, I realized that the majority of my followers and my uh people who were interested in following the page. Uh, happened to also be plus size and so I realized that I kind of didn't really see a space where there was kind of a particular focus on specifically just plus size and then um, I later um, met with a a friend and colleague in the industry who had mentioned that she wanted to work doing something in confidence and I was sort of like not able to give it all of my time and uh, she was like I'd love to do something with Mm -hmm. you and we sort of came up with this idea and we took it on together Um, to see how we could develop that space further and uh, focus on, you know, really uplifting the voices of plus size women and uh, speaking to that audience and being there for them, really.
1: Do you think that's important in kind of building confidence in more people is having those examples of seeing... So when you say kind of like platforming different Mm. voices like in plus size women Mm. and in different kind of communities, do you think that is important to building the confidence of people in that community in general
0: yeah because one thing I obviously I mean we've developed it even further we've now got um the conference corner is now a membership platform we actually have a private membership which we Mm. it's a private membership community and it's it's really incredible and I think what we said when we were starting it was we both work in the influence industry and we realized that it's so easy to kind of Show that we're confident and do because we're because we're at, we're at a point where we've already had like a support network we find a support network in other plus size influencers or other people in the industry, so it's like you have got that to kind of bounce off of someone else, but often that with with community people who follow you it, it can sometimes feel very much like they almost see people as like that's someone that's very separate to them and then they say they can't relate mm-hmm. and like oh well she well you know it's like saying like well Gemma feels like that because that's Gemma and but I couldn't feel like that and we realized the reason why people were still like unconfident and still struggling with self-esteem issues was because they didn't have that kind of direct encouragement from a community of people that were exactly like them that were going through the same thing as them and so I realized yeah Yeah. that like it was I I just think there was the idea of separating these kind of Ideals of like a person who's an influencer or a person who's a celebrity, and a person who's following a person. There isn't any difference in between those people, but it feels like there is. Mm. And we kind of wanted to make a space where it was like, where the where we could actually provide the tools to give the women the same thing that we had been given ourselves to give us the chance to be confident enough to be online.
1: I think that's a really interesting point about kind of looking at people online, and I think. I mean you and I can kind of say this because we like work in similar industries but I think it's very easy for people to look at you and yeah like you say think that you're somebody very different and kind of assume that if you are online and doing anything that you are already an extremely confident person which like I feel like is definitely not always the case like I know for like just for me like I'm not I mean, I'm, I'm generally not like a, an extremely self-confident person. So I think like, yeah, it's definitely there's a divide. But I think, yeah, like you say, it's having people to relate to. Do you think that like it's it's the people around you who are able to build up your confidence? Or do you think that it is something that more so has to come from you? Or is it kind of a combination?
0: I mean, in my opinion, I think I think personally that a lot, I mean, confidence is, is a doing, is a doing action. You know, it's, it's more about, it's not something you're born with. It's not something you can magic out of your hands. And it's kind of also very interchangeable. I've always said that, like, I really think, and confidence also isn't, I always like, Used to say this on my podcast because I used to have a podcast called My comp- The Confidence Corner, and I always used to talk about mm-hmm. the fact that confidence isn't necessarily about being extroverted or any of those things, but it's just being in tune with yourself and being like being able to sit in your own skin and be be secure enough to be okay with that, and they're secure with and okay with your own decisions and um, who you are as a person. And I do think that there's so many things that come into our lives. And not our confidence. But I think the thing I've realized is that community in general across everything, and that's in life and that's in, you know, jobs. Having a community, whether that's a, you know, community within your workplace or a community in in your area, like having community and mutual support is so important because sometimes things just can't be dealt with alone. You know you need to be able to mm-hmm. relate to someone. I think it's that relatability of like I'm not alone with feeling this, and so many times, especially in our membership now, it's just so beautiful watching as someone puts in like you know they say they share a personal experience and then just a whole load of people like chime in and say, "Yes, I felt this or I felt this, or here's what I did to help combat that and here's some ideas and um that collective support i can I think really does make you feel helps you feel better but at the same time I do think your self-worth and your self-belief and all of that has to come from you you can't it can't be that everybody validates you you have to let it be a thing it for yourself so there is this really it's a really tricky thing but I do think community is so important and I do think being able to relate to somebody else and I also Always a reference back to what I believe is like kind of like a, it's like you light a dynamite and the spark goes. And it's like having, watching someone else feel like, for example, when I first started writing my blog, I didn't, I wasn't into fashion at all. I was really self-conscious. I'd never wore a bikini in my life. I'd never, you know, I, I I really hated myself. I really despised my body. And I was always seeking, trying to lose weight and always trying to be someone else and trying to better myself. And it wasn't until I saw my friend gabby who a now friend at the time she watched she, i was just, she was just a person i followed on a blog that i found randomly when mm. i was searching for plus size bikinis when i saw her in a bikini in the same body type as mine i'd never seen that before and it it was in seeing her mm. in her bikini that that made me be like well if she can wear a bikini i can wear a bikini and and then if she's got the confidence to do that maybe i could do it and it's like i wouldn't have if i hadn't have seen it I wouldn't have probably done that. So I think representation is really important. And it kind of sends a spark because then, you know, after I saw Gabby, I bought a bikini, and I wore a bikini. And then people wrote to me and said, oh my God, I've never seen someone with your body shape, same as mine. And then they want to buy a bikini. And it's like, it starts this kind of yeah. dynamite, you know, thread where everyone's getting this like spark of joy along the way and taking that chance themselves.
1: Yeah, that's so nice. And I think. Yeah it's like you say it kind of it has to come from within you but sometimes you almost like need someone to show you that you can. Yeah. Even just to to sort of kick it off. So you're kind of saying about having people who are similar to you and having similar experiences and how valuable that is. So on the confidence corner you kind of describe it as like a safe space yeah which I know I've heard a lot of conversation about you know like the terms around safe spaces and what people like which tends to be people who whose criticism I perhaps would take with a pinch of salt anyway but will kind of say you know like oh people need to be challenged or like oh you can't just separate people off or whatever but I think I personally I can understand why it would be A really valuable and important thing because I just think it can be exhausting in like in general spaces yeah and I think especially like and I'm I'm not like claiming to understand that experience like of uh being a plus-size woman on the internet Mm. but like why do you think it's important that you have that safe space as in that in terms of where it is being a bit sheltered because I think that is a good thing but how do you how do you feel about it
0: yeah we we obviously discussed this because we went from being a page which was like this is for everybody and then we went to this is for plus size women and it you know I was really mm. nervous I was like you know I don't want to I, I don't want to leave people out because I do really strongly believe that everyone has confidence issues and there are lots of you know really key and interchanging experiences as women so it's not you know it, but what i mm. what i realized was and it was becoming obvious because of the people that were following the page that plus size women don't feel safe to talk about the things that they want to talk about because of the fact yeah. that we're still so behind in so many ways like when i when you actually say this this sentence about say it lie people will just be like that can't be true you cannot go into the high street and buy plus size clothes over a size 18 in most stores there's only I mean I can probably think of two stores that you can walk into that do plus sizes and I don't even think they do them on the high street anymore that's H&M uh Marks and Spencers go up to a 24 or maybe a 26 I think
1: Mm.
0: other than that nowhere nowhere so you know we can't get plus size, most stores, we have a selection, a a minimal selection of plus size clothing. Mm. So how can, if, if it's a case of, of course, in a, in an idealistic world, I would absolutely love for us not to have sectioned off, you know, private spaces exclusive to that experience. But we just, we just don't like, ultimately we don't, Mm. you know, we still don't have access to To plus size, you know, to even you know that to me, fashion's the very least of the of the combo. You know, on top of that, Mm. fat people, plus size people, however they want to find self define themselves as, they also have limited access to um, to jobs. They don't. They get discriminated in the workplace. Um, They get discriminated again against in hospitals and by doctors. Um, You know, they they often don't get the full care or the full kind treatment from doctors and they're always treated as a problem to fix and often seen as lazy mm-hmm. or slothfuly or you know weak-minded or all these different things and it just when you when you think of it like that it kind of makes you think like how would another person feel if they went to the high street and couldn't walk into one shop and find something Like, it's just, is so demeaning and it's so upsetting. Um, And that's just, you know, that's just one tiny experience, you know. There's also navigating dating when you're in a bigger body. There's also navigating online abuse, real life abuse, you know. All Mm -hmm. of these things come into play. And so they just, and a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about the subjects they want to talk about. Because of backlash, you know, because of the way the internet reacts. I yeah. mean, the internet, you know how the internet reacts to most things. But mm-hmm. try and put, try and be a plus-size woman saying anything yeah. that isn't, I'm trying to lose weight. And then all of a sudden, you're promoting obesity. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know, you're weak-minded, all of these just different things. So it, it's like it's needed because they just... Don't feel safe enough to talk about things that are really happening to them. And a lot of it's quite traumatic. Like it's quite hard in our private community space. Um, Often reading things that are really upsetting. And I just think, oh, it just mm. makes you remember all the things you've also gone through. So it's hard, yeah.
1: Yeah, It's. I mean, we had um Dr. Joshua Woolrich on earlier in the series and talked, like we talked quite a lot about weight stigma and things. So I feel like even on the podcast, hopefully people will be, a little bit aware of it but it is something like if you're not experiencing it then you just won't fully know yeah but I think even like all that considered it's then a really beautiful thing that you're creating a space that is about confidence and not even not even just trying to like get through it and navigate Mm. but like actually building confidence for people because I think that is like it's a really hard thing to do would you say that you are a confident person, generally, is that like something that you've had to work on? Yeah, I
0: think I would probably. I used to confuse um confidence with extrovertism. Is that a word? Is that even a word? Extrovertism? Maybe not. Uh, I was. I've always been an extrovert. I don't know, but I know what you mean yeah, by. Yeah, you know it. what I mean. Like, I've always been a live mate. Yeah, gobby girl. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I've always been. I've always been chatty. I've always been like tried to always be the life of the party. I've always never really had a problem with my. Um, personality and confidence if that makes sense that sounds really strange but I've obviously had dips in confidence but I think the thing which really hindered me was my um, self image and my body image that was where I really lacked confidence and actually I always thought I was super confident and I realized there were so many things I wasn't doing in my life based off of that that actually didn't really make me Mm. that confident you know I wasn't going for the things I wanted to do and being the person I really wanted to be because I had such self-limiting beliefs about myself. But I do think I will Mm. say like, I'm not, you know, I've never been afraid of public speaking. I was always in like, you know, theater productions at school. Like I've, I, I, I love making friends. I could talk to anybody. I just, that's always been me. But I'm also not a hundred percent all the time, and I still struggle so much because I have social yeah. anxiety I not social anxiety I have anxiety and my anxiety really affects my confidence because it makes me question myself I have no trust of myself and um mm. it affects how I show up online and how I show up in the world really because it's it's like a little goblin at the back of my head saying like you're not you're not good enough and you know that can affect me so yeah it's it's helpful to have a nice community to remind me that I'm trying to do some good in the world but there's always that anxiety goblin in the back that's like this is all rubbish and you're useless you know
1: I mean of course you're absolutely not useless but I was gonna say I also think that you being so honest about that and talking about mental health online and on Instagram and stuff is another thing that I think I find really valuable just to kind of see someone. I feel like there's so there's so many people, and I am very much included, who kind of don't don't really talk about mental health dips and stuff kind of while it's happening. And I totally understand why, because I'm the same to be honest. Like I just I find it too hard. And I mean I'm not saying that you're like always bang in the centre, but I do think that you are someone who I will look to and kind of see that you you don't just say about how you're feeling and you never like I don't know it's not like you're kind of berating yourself for it or making anyone else like feel bad about it and it's not like come on like pull you up by your bootstraps or whatever but you are quite like quite practical with it which I think is like is nice to see sometimes so like literally very basic step by step of like this is how I'm gonna try and get out of this funk kind of thing or just and that's like that's what you don't really see that much of as in because it seems so like the really like small bits of someone's life of when they're you know trying to get trying to get out of a bad mental health space that seems so run of the mill that you don't see it a lot but I love to see that from you and I think it's kind of similar with confidence where you talk about the small ways that you can build it up I think are really good to see
0: yeah I think that's so true with the mental health conversation it's been really interesting because I feel like there's this We're talking about it more than ever, but I think, like, as you said, there's a lot of, like, discussion of the experience, but Mm -hmm. it's quite hard to, you know, talk about solutions and, like, realistic solutions as well, because I find, like, this idea of, you know, just meditate, just da-da-da, like, no, I... (laughs) <laughs> yes obviously no. but also it's not always a fix it's not I mean, always if you a want fix to fine yeah. yeah good for you but you know I can't I can't I I listen to sometimes this is a meditation podcast and all I can hear is like you didn't do this yesterday or seven years ago you said something really offensive to somebody and you're a horrible human being and everyone hates you yeah <laughs> And in the background, they like, and breathe. And I'm like, ah, love this for me. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's yes, obviously I always recommend, you know, meditation, you know, it's great. It is good. And it's actually, it's important to like, you know, use that time, that quiet space. But like recently I spoke about, I have, I struggle uh, with, uh, I have struggled with eating issues for a long time, which is so much of really, I never really speak about it online until recently. Um, but I kind of feel like, I want to talk about it because I understand that i'm not the only person that goes through that, and that's not just uh mm-hmm. exclusive to me being plaitized either. I know that you know eating disorders are on the rise and have very much around yeah. and have been for centuries um, but the way in which I choose to speak about it now is that I try and off i try and not let myself be like oh it's fine you're having because you know that there is a lot of oh be gentle with yourself mental health response which I yes of course be gentle with yourself but also at times I need to be strict with myself and that is at some point I have to help myself because really it's only me that can do it because external help is important but it's that a fine line between it's not about being productive or being disciplined. I was talking about your own stories the other day, and I said it's not about rules or, but it's or discipline. I find that really a sort of crappy words, and I don't like them. But it's more about accountability. Mm. I have to be accountable to myself. Yeah. So you know, when I'm going through a bad period of my mental health and I'm struggling and I'm you know binging or you know using unhealthy behaviors to deal with what I'm experiencing, it doesn't serve me, and it's not going to fix me. So at some point mm. I have to say to myself, "You are reach. Th- this is not helping you. This is not soothing you. This is causing you suffering." And work that out because mm. otherwise I could just I will stay in it. I will stay in. I'll stay in bed. You know, I'll I'll iso- I'll isolate myself. Like I have to take those steps to be like to pull myself out into the light almost. And I do think we need to start having that more of a conversation about that because I think we. The gentle approach of like it's okay and it is okay to feel bad and it is okay to you know have those days but we also need to be productive and proactive about how we support each other and support ourselves in knowing how to get out of a bad day do you know what I mean does that make sense
1: yeah I do know what you mean yeah I think I mean I think that's right as well because to be honest I mean aside from anything else I think just adding more variety and like nuance to yeah. these conversations is never a bad thing because ev- everybody going through these things is different but there are often common themes and like as you say the approach of you know just be kind to yourself and don't beat yourself up about it I mean I agree with that full stop but yeah sometimes people need a slightly different approach or yeah. need to like see behavior model that they think okay that's that's one thing that they've done and it's made them feel a bit better yeah maybe I could try that maybe it'll make me feel better and if it doesn't it doesn't and different things will work for different people yeah but that's what I think is so like people just adding different sort of threads to the mental health conversation I just always think is so important
0: that is so true and actually as you said like my my way of coping is not going to be for everybody else I definitely think always be kind to yourself always be compassionate to yourself always allow yourself mm. what you need but I, I I think it is also helpful to like almost it yourself in a way like treat yourself I I, I mentioned it. I wrote a post about I I look after my granch sometimes I we do respite like, care for my granch and he comes and my granch is granddad by the way to anyone listening it's a Welsh terminology and if you follow me you know who granch is he's like you know actually people don't even want to follow me anymore they're only here for my granch but anyway I have my Granch come live love with me. Love to see Granch on the ground. He's actually a legend, isn't he, Granch? I love him. Um, but Such when my a legend, he is so good. But when Granch is here, obviously my priority is my Granch, and so I make sure that he. Ge- I get up in the morning. I make sure he takes his like you know he takes these little fiber gels. They're like little they're called fiber gel. They help they help you go to the loo. I give him a fiber gel. Make sure he has his water you know give him his tablets then his breakfast and then he has a rest a little lay down then his lunch time and make him up a little pack lunch or whatever and then another little rest so do you want to go outside and sit in the garden and get some fresh air do you want to do this oh do you want to watch this on tv oh do you want a snack you know all these little things and yeah. it was after my granch left I realized just how much care I put into my granch in the sense of making sure he had all these little these little things to make sure he had a, a really wholesome day yeah. and that he felt good and, you know, all these things. And, like, we even bought him, like, one of those um, massage guns because he's got bad, he's got bad, very bad knees, bless him. Um, and it was when he left and I was really struggling, you know, with my mental health and my anxiety, I realized just how much I don't do any of that for myself when I'm having a bad mental health period. Like, I could go mm. all day without having drank a glass of water you know I yeah and it's like you start to realize that you the way you care for other people is a mirror to how you don't care for yourself and it it's very simple but it's like it's just little key things like could I do with some fresh air should I go and sit in the garden for five minutes will that help me feel better you know, should I just go and make myself a little snack pack? You know, <laughs> should I have a rest? Yeah. Should I have a little nap like my granch does? You know, it's kind of like being gentle. And I think that was a real mirror for me. And that's sort of what I try and do for myself when I'm struggling is like, or try to at least, um, is try and care for myself as if I actually love myself. And I, and I think that's so much of mental yeah. health issues is that we, mental health has a way of telling us that we're not good, that we're not, deserving Mm -hmm. especially anxiety it makes you question everything about yourself and who you are and so sometimes overcoming that and pushing forward and being like I deserve to at least eat a decent meal today you know I deserve Mm -hmm. to drink water and fluids and I deserve to get some fresh air um and sometimes that looks like sitting in front of Netflix for seven hours and watching back-to-back Grey's Anatomy or whatever and sometimes that looks like going for a walk or going. Yeah. Oh, love. Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I love Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I do, yeah. Classic. Actually,
1: I started watching <laughs> I started watching Grey's Anatomy only a couple of years ago. And it was in like I had like qu- quite a quite a deep depressive episode through like January and February a couple of years ago. And I watched like 15 seasons of Grey's Anatomy yeah. in like five or six weeks. Love that which for you. was Pretty intense. It was um- very intense. Luckily, that episode eventually passed, but the love for Grays remains stays on. I love that for you. Yes, Grays is great, but yeah, you know, as
0: like I said, it's sometimes about deciding. Like you know, sometimes it is about sitting on the settee and eating crap and doing whatever, and then sometimes it's about not that. So I think it just find, as you said, apply nuance. Like you're, a, a, all of us are individual, and this kind of idea of the internet, which happens very quickly, it's like the new trend is like to do whatever so and so is doing. Well, no. Like, start doing what you want to mm. do, and start working out what is you know you you're, you're you're you need to figure out your own unique um recipe. You know what what works
1: for you best. That's it. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, do you think that, or are there any things that you would do to kind of apply the same logic to confidence? Like, do you think there are practical steps that either you take or could advise, or that members of your community have perhaps mm. shared? Yeah that are actual kind of practical things for building confidence. Because yeah. I do think like when we have a lot of these conversations, they can be quite abstract and some, sometimes you actually want something practical that you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I, I think is so important is really to curate what you're viewing and what you're seeing one of the things I realized was had such a poor impact on my own mental health and well-being and my self-esteem and my body image issues was I grew up in the era when you know it was like, like special k diet every bloody day and it was uh, the berating of women on fronts of magazines and that had an effect on yeah, me same. yeah well yeah we're the same age mm-hmm. aren't we but I feel like I just realize so much how much we in we take on board what we see and what we hear and what we follow. And like let's be real, we're all spending hours online, hours and hours. But if you are gonna spend hours and hours online, please do spend it in spaces that make you feel make you feel seen, heard, represented, make you feel good, make you make you question things. Like, you know, I love to follow people that make me question things that I have never heard of before or never seen before you know shit like diversity Mm -hmm. is really important I think it's important to see other people's uh sides and points of view you know I think it's it's just yeah it's practically for confidence the one thing I would say is don't follow don't buy magazines where they berate women on the front covers for their weight you know follow people that look like you follow people that don't look like you um and, you know, I've never been one, you know, I know a lot of people are like, stand in front of the mirror and look at your body. And no, that's not me. I've, it's not going to be me. That's just not who I am. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I've just never in, indulged in that way with myself. But one thing mm. I do like to do is um, I like to collect a little folder where I put like, if I wear a nice outfit and I feel really good in it, I put in a little safe folder. And then I go back to that when I feel like I'm mm. struggling like to get dressed like oh how am I going to feel good and then I go back I think oh that that made me feel nice that day and I'll put that back on it's like curate a little I don't know just a feel-good folder of like how to kind of just feel a bit more confident um and that's a nice little way but also I think friends are so important with confidence um they really Mm -hmm. uplift you when you're struggling because especially if they're able to you know relate like I said it's the relatability talk to someone that is going through something like that with you I know we've texted a lot about mental health stuff and anxiety haven't we and I think it's important to be able to relate to someone else and say you know I'm yeah I'm not doing that great at the moment or I'm really struggling and knowing that you're not and they you know knowing you're not alone and I don't know it just helps a little bit but yeah confidence remember confidence is something that is not an everyday it's an everyday commitment to yourself, but it's not essential. And you know, you don't have to, it doesn't make you a, a better person if you're super confident, you know, just but it's important mm. for yourself to you just like you deserve to feel confident in in a way that uplifts you and inspires you to be the person you want to show up as in the world. That's how I see confidence as. And Often confidence limits us from doing the things we want in life, um being the people we want to be, um, and being authentic and true to ourselves. Because it's so easy to mould ourselves into everything that we see. You know, always new trends, new, yeah. you know, this, new that. But like it's it's about it's about getting in tune with yourself. Like, do I actually like this or is this just something that I'm seeing and everyone likes it and I should like it do you know what I mean so I think that's kind Mm -hmm. of yeah so that's it just curate some nice spaces for yourself Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50
1: off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Every week, my guest and I will be answering your questions. And the first one comes in from Eliza, who says... Do you ever find that your confidence is higher when you're surrounded by a certain group of good for you people, quote unquote, but is scarce when they're no longer there to build you up? And how do you deal with that? I'm not fond of the idea that how confident I feel is based on and can be wavered by the people I surround myself with.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I love that. That is true. That is that that's the thing. It's like it's about being in tune with yourself and you can't always have there's not always going to be that protection around you and that sometimes that's why I was saying about the kind of accountability thing we were talking about earlier sometimes you have to be accountable mm-hmm. to yourself and that doesn't involve anybody else it's just a thing between you and you and it's important to remember and especially comes into play with the internet and validation because I think we all need to be real about the fact that we all do in some way need to feel validated. And the validation that we get on the internet is like a tiny little, like, what do they call it? They say it's like, statistically, they're saying it gives you like a little endorphin or something when you see a like or a comment or something, you know, it's like they're saying, yeah, yeah. I think it's meant to be like
1: your dopamine level. Oh, that's it. The
0: dopamine, I get confused. It's It's like
1: reward, like feedback.
0: Yeah. And that's so important. And I think what is it Eliza that just said there that like I don't she doesn't want to feel like it's all going to come crashing down if she doesn't have this network and I absolutely agree with you there because it's so important to remember because there are going to be times in life when you don't have that and you have to be able to stand on your own two feet and I think Mm -hmm. that's part of the the journey of the growth a part of that thing it's like it's, impo- it's nice to know that you have a community there, but it and that shouldn't be the sole reason that you are you, you know? And and it's it's, yeah. tap- it's, it's about tapping into it and not needing it as a crutch, you know? Not need, like me,
1: yeah.
0: not needing the internet to tell me that I'm a good person to know that I am trying to be a good person, you know? I don't always, we, we always, that's a big thing that's happening a lot lately, And I think, yeah, it's important just to be like safe and secure, knowing you've got a great community of people that are there to support you. But knowing ultimately that the safety and security is in yourself. And when you go to bed at night and you go to sleep, knowing that you are really absolutely everything you need to be. And are doing the absolute best you can for yourself, not for other people, not for your community. Because so often, I think as well, I've always thought, oh, I need to be show up better, and I need to, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't talk about not feeling confident, or I shouldn't talk about my body image issues because I'm going to feel like a fraud to to my community. Mm. And I realised that I was letting myself down in order to not let other people down. And you always. I know this is really awful gonna I know for, but you always must let other people down over letting yourself down. That's a horrible thing to say, mm. but sometimes you just have to like, make sure that you prioritize yourself so that you can then show up for other people in a good way. It's the same principle yeah. as when you're on a flight, they always say, put your oxygen mask on first before you help someone else. And that is that principle. Always yeah. make sure that you're looking after you first so that you can then show up in a good way to help other people. So Yeah absolutely important to be able to stand on your own two feet and uh, and then tap into your community your support network and use them and support them in the way that you want to be supported
1: love that answer I think that's very honest as well and I think yeah sometimes it's good to hear it's like yeah you probably won't feel a hundred percent confident or you know if if 70% confidence is your maximum confidence, it doesn't mean that you're going to be there constantly all the time. Like it cannot fluctuate and go up and down. And that doesn't mean that that's a failure. It just is the way that it goes. I think
0: uh, it's almost normal. I think like it's not, it's not normal to be confident all the time. I don't think because who, who is happy all the time? Who's sad all the time? You know, that's, that's the ebbs and flows in life. Like I just, it's, it the having, yeah. it's the variations that help lift us, you know, being sad, helps us realize when we're happy because we can reflect on the sadness being confident helps us look back when we're not confident see look how much i've grown like all those things are in they all link and it's all part of what makes us good and, and, and you know functioning
1: next question is from emily who says hi callie I was wondering what your advice is on confidence in dating I'm confident in almost all areas of my life but dating and romantic relationships are my weak point I always doubt if someone could ever love me in a romantic way I second guess my worth and belittle myself any advice on building confidence in this area
0: oh that's a good juicy one isn't it it is Um, that is something that comes up so much in our private membership. I cannot tell you dating's like the number one hot topic in our membership. And one thing I will say is that I do think it's absolutely important for you to understand, Emily, that you are not alone in that feeling. It's so common. It's so common to feel that way. And I think dating does break people in special ways because, it's so especially now in covid times yeah uh, you know everything's all done digitally and we're showing up as digital people and you know it's like people have almost lost 18 months of their life you know to to this and so you know time scales and you know people have these time scale pressures like you know age comes in people start worrying i'm too i need to i'm just turned this age i need to date i need to meet someone and i think Especially as a plus size woman, that's what comes up regularly with the with the dating conversation. Is because of this idea of people judging you based on what you look like. One thing that we've discussed in our membership about this is that the only thing to do when it comes to dating is just to go for it because there is a chance, and actually, there is almost a hundred percent chance that you are going to come across some not very nice people because a lot of them like to Mm -hmm. hang out there (laughs) and it's not it's not always a place no seriously there's some real nasty people you know you have people that put in their bios like no fat girls or no this or no you know like but I would say like first of all you don't need to date someone to validate yourself and to realize that you're an absolutely amazing person number one But it's also okay to say that you want to date and be, be with someone and, you know, want to experience that human connection with somebody else. So I, but I think the most important thing to do is, is realize that it's not about this whole idea. I always struggle with like saying you're beautiful and that's all that matters because actually I think that's kind of a dismissive way of responding to this. Ultimately, what people view as beautiful is different from individual to individual You just have Mm -hmm. to be confident in the fact that you are a person that has great things to offer somebody else, and there will be someone out there that has similar enjoyment, similar experiences, similar interests to you, and you will be able to connect on a level which goes aside of image, because at the end of the day, you know, it's image and body, like image and attractiveness isn't the be all and end all of life and I can say that really really and truly because there's a lot of people you know who value image and how someone looks over everything and I think that's such a a crap way to look at life because there is so much beauty and and specialness and uniqueness Mm. in individuals and so I think just be confident be yourself. I think the biggest thing is be honest. I always, we always talk in the group about the fact that some of the girls have started to put in their, you know, put, put real, like their full, full body pictures. A lot of, of, of our beautiful, amazing community said they felt too scared to put full body images up because they didn't want to, you know, they, they felt they didn't, they didn't really like themselves or they felt unconfident about the way they looked. And I, we've all said in there myself and Lauren, who my co-founder of the Confidence Corner, we're both like just put the full body picture up because that is you and you're not gonna change you. And when you get there, just be who you are because you're brilliant as you are. You know, you don't you don't you don't need to change who you are to meet requirements of of some bizarre beauty standard that this weird society has made up. Just be yourself, be honest, and show up truly as yourself. And you cannot go wrong. And yes, you're gonna come across like you said, yes, you might come across people that aren't very nice, that make you feel uncomfortable. But see it as a see it as an opportunity to explore you and what you like. Explore different people, meet different people, see how they make you feel. See it what it is you want in a partner, mm-hmm. and like actually have fun because dating dating could be quite fun, you know. Um, my, like I said, you know, Lauren um she talks a lot about it in her group as well, and sharing her experiences. And a lot of it is about just experiencing. Uh, connection with other people and you know figuring out what it is you actually want because a lot of the time none of us really know I feel like I'm a bit bad for this one because I've been out of dating for like millions of years now I've been married like six years or whatever it is and I just I feel so out of the loop she's a smug married I am a smug married I'm such a little smug loser but um (laughs) (laughs) no it's just so hard because obviously when I I met Dan at Sainsbury's my husband you know I literally met him when he was working on I was working on he's working on customer service and he gave me a free bag of um, mince meat, which sounds very strange, but he did actually give me and free- <laughs> know it sounds so very bizarre, but that's oh, how we met. I love that story so much. I know he literally gave me a bag of, of stuff that was supposed to be designed to make. It was like a free bag of um, mince and potatoes to make cottage pie, and I thought he was giving me his um, returns to do, and I was like, "I'm not doing your bloody returns. Who do you think you are?" And he's like, "No, I've just got you this bag <laughs> of this gift." I was like, "Thanks for the bag of meat." Um, so sweet. But yeah, you know, I met everyone's asked me, where do you meet Dan I'm my like, at Saintsbow's babes? Oh, yeah, I know. I met him at Sainsbow's. So like start hanging out in the supermarkets. <laughs> you never know what you can find. But no, <laughs> truly, I think it's so important to um yeah, just just do be confident, go for it because you know, and make sure you've got a bunch of amazing like people behind you to uplift you in every every step of the way and obviously be safe. You know, it's important to be safe with dating. Um, but yeah, hit me up on the, the conference call as well. I'm sure there's more chat from our uh, community that can help with any questions about dating as well.
1: That is very good advice. Yeah, definitely. If there's already somewhere we can send you for more chat about this, then yeah, that's perfect. Um, okay, last question is from Rebecca, who says, all throughout high school, I really suffered with low confidence. As I get ready to head to college in August, I've realized I want to get over my lack of confidence my friends always give me compliments but I have a hard time accepting them how can I take compliments I receive and really accept and believe them in a way that they'll build my confidence
0: oh yeah this is so hard this one do you know why because I still struggle to take compliments I really struggle to take compliments number one rule of compliments is to when someone gives you a compliment do not say oh no don't no not no no surely not or make you know kind of make a berated joke about yourself I think what the number one thing to do with taking a compliment is say thank you I receive that or you know I mean maybe not say I receive that but to say thank you because in your head (laughs) in your head yeah I say thank you I receive that you know in the head but just (laughs) because otherwise it's so easy I do I mean it's hard because I'm quite a sarcastic person I'm quite self depreciating. it's part of like you know my character trait i've always been a little bit i do take yeah. the piss out sorry we had to swear on this gem oh my god did i just swear
1: oh yeah go for okay
0: it. i said i always take the piss out of myself i think part, that's part of being being plus size growing up is part of your personality sometimes just to you know because you cause so much of my life i always decided to make fun of myself before someone else could make fun of me so it was like a, a kind of a yeah deflection thing but i think it's so important to take compliments because when someone gives you a compliment they're not just saying, they're saying it not just to be nice, but because they really mean it, you know, people don't give out, I think people don't give out compliments that regular, you know, so really take it and take it on board. And also remember that there are people in life that really love you and they see the absolute best in you when you see the worst in you. They think that you're the best thing since sliced bread with low salted butter on top, you know, they think you're fabulous and you might not be able to see that, but they see something in you that you might, that you just don't see. And it's important to let them show you so that you can learn to see it yourself. Because if you don't, and you keep pushing those compliments away, you will, you know, you will not be able to highlight the good, the good things that other people are outside of the world see in you. And it's great to be able to be more present in that, you know, if people say, Oh, you look, so beautiful you've got you know things like silly things like when people say oh you've got such a beautiful singing voice and they go no I can't I can't sing I absolutely no I'm just messing around Well, just say thank you very much because even if it means even if you only sing in your shower it doesn't matter it just makes you think actually yeah I do actually Mm -hmm. like my voice I do think I have a nice voice or you have a really beautiful smile well that's nice to know. Like to think when you next smile, that you're the smile that you're giving off is going to make someone else smile. I think it's important. And yeah. I so I read something recently which says, "Don't believe everything in the good people tell you, and don't take on board too much of the bad." As in, it's, it's striking that mm-hmm. balance. You know, we we have to remain try and remain neutral in ourselves and not let things get to our heads. I think that's important as well. Because I sometimes think, I always worry that there's a fine line, well, questionable, but is there a fine line between confidence and arrogance? And I don't, and I think so much of that is, especially for women, is that we're frightened to be seen as confident because we're not allowed to. You know, if you're too confident, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, have you seen her? She's full of herself, you know? And it's that kind of attitude of like women specifically that we shouldn't be loud or be over the top or be too much. But actually, it's, yeah. that's nonsense. Be as loud and be as much as you want to be because you do you, honey. That's what I say. Did I go off the question there? I
1: probably did. Sorry about that. I don't know, but I enjoyed it anyway. I think I, I think you answered it. I think, yeah, like kind of what you said, like how how do you accept compliments? I mean, I think what you said was important as well of if you think about when you give compliments, like I'm not wandering around dishing out compliments that I don't mean. Like if I say something nice to someone and you know, you look at someone and say, oh, you look nice today or oh, that thing that you did was really good or like I don't just say that for the sake of it. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people no. do. So like if you think about how you like organically give compliments, you only say them if you mean them. So if someone's saying them to you, likelihood is they mean it too so yeah yeah I love up. I love it when um you get
0: a compliment from a rando in the street best thing ever love giving them out as well and you spot a really gorgeous baby down the street and you go you look so good you look so nice where's that lippy from Or oh, you look lovely just the best it's like it's like injecting a an injection of confidence right in the in the center of you because it just makes you feel so good You feel like you're floating when someone gives you a compliment, especially when it's from, like, I love it when it's another woman. I love doing it with plus-size babes as well. And I see I Michael, you look so good, babes. Love this outfit on you. And just, I don't know, I just think it's so nice. Compliment, I think give compliments freely. But as you said when you really feel them don't just give them out willy-nilly
1: but yeah I mean maybe that's a maybe that's a good way to start like feeling more comfortable with compliments you receive is like when you think something practice actually saying it to someone yeah like, actually give out the compliments that you genuinely mean and then you kind of I don't know you might get a little little circle of compliments yeah going I love that if you want to know about opportunities to send in questions for upcoming guests, then follow us on Instagram or Twitter at goodinfluencegs and email me at goodinfluencepod at gmail.com. Before you go, I've got three things I ask every guest, and that's if listeners want to find out more about what we've been talking about today, could you please recommend us something to read, something to listen to, and something to watch? Okay.
0: Something to read. I've recently just read it um, as part of our book club for the Confidence Corner, and it's called The Beauty Myth. It's a really interesting book. It's a feminist um, lit- piece of literature written in the 90s, actually. And it's a really interesting deep dive into beauty standards and how they were developed. and um, how we how they live and how they work within marketing and within advertisement and um really how that has all been like part of a a way to control women Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting and yeah really it's really it's kind of it is a bit uh wordy it feels a little bit like sometimes it's not like a sort of an easy read I would say but it is really fascinating Especially when they talk about um, the diet culture industry, like diet culture and um, the basically the development of diets and why they were created, um, and it's this literally this idea that encouraging diets was to encourage women to basically not be in their full power because if you're dieting to the point of starvation, you're not able to fully function as a human being, and so it's like this kind of yeah. placate of control. So interesting, really, really enjoyed. Reading it, I'm still. I'm well. I haven't fully finished it because, but we, but we had a really great chat about it, and we do a book club uh, video uh, every every month, and it was just so interesting to um, speak to other people about how just shocked we were about really how not much has changed since. In fact, things have got worse. It talks to you about the the. Um, the value of the diet industry I think when it was written it was like in the millions and now it's worth like 14 the diet industry is now worth 14 billion
1: oh, good God. so
0: it's like more than doubled since the car con- yeah and then there was also uh you know the cost of um the increase in um the beauty and um plastic surgery industry and how that's tripled extran- extranomically mm-hmm. and also the porn industry as well so it's really interesting to see and looking at the stats and being like we've actually got worse we're not we've not got better and then um, yeah it's really interesting and also it could genuinely feel like it was written now even though it was written in the 90s yeah so yeah it was really interesting so I really recommend that as a book uh to read and to what is it to watch is it you said watch or listen to okay I'm gonna do can I do two watches they've got two good ones of course. Okay, watch. I really recommend people watch Shrill. Um, it's a it's a series on um, BBC iPlayer, and um, it's written by a writer called Lindy West, and it's it's a story of this young girl Annie who lives in America in Portland, and it, she's plus size, and it's kind of all about body positivity and um, her experience navigating the world in a plus size body. But it's really like fun and um, like kind of topical to like our interests of our of our age group and yeah it's just um about it's got like dating sex like what it's like to work is like she works for a magazine and her experience with that like how her parents treat her because of her weight it's just really really good it's funny it's just a really good easy watch and my other recommendation is on netflix there's a show called like i think it's called like ultimate leftovers or something like that it's the easiest, most ridiculous, over-the-top cheesy watch ever, but I am obsessed. It's basically how people, it's like a competition, like a, a cooking competition, Yeah. where they give them something out of the fridge, like leftover Thai food, and they have to make it into something else, and how they make it in from leftover Thai food into like uh, arancini and pasta, and like it's absolutely wild what they take it from. That sounds so good. Oh my God, Gem, I just know you'll love that. It is so, it's so cheesy. Like, Dan first watched it, he's like, what is this? Because it's so over the top. They even, at the end, the woman, the presenter even like, sings a song on a guitar. She goes like, I mean, it's just like, it's ridiculous, but it's just so good. And they go in the, like, they get like, leftovers from like two different cuisines. so they did like I mean this they do everything like leftover Chinese leftover Thai food leftover breakfast food leftover birthday cake from kids parties and they have to make everything and like I watched some of them I was like how have they taken birthday cake and made this into like dough balls and like uh like that, that they make so like truly wild stuff like someone made like a Dutch baby which is not um a small child it's actually like a Yorkshire pudding that's actually savoury
1: did you know that a Dutch baby you've ever had one no I haven't but I've seen it in an episode of a cartoon that I watch it's like a big pancake kind of thing right yeah it's yeah. basically but it's actually not it's actually a Yorkshire pudding that's the thing they've
0: duped us it's not it looks like a pancake but it's really more of a Yorkie pud.
1: well pancakes and Yorkshire puddings are the same like batter are they not which always blows my mind but yeah makes sense I guess I really want to make one but yeah it's just like so interesting I, I just love it and they
0: basically win um they win like I think 10,000 pounds like the, they have there's three of them on the contestant and then each person wins and then um they give them like they give them like this little uh leftover they call it they they win it. they give them at the end
1: it's called a casserole <laughs> oh my god, this this sounds... It sounds wild. It sounds wild. It's feral. I love it. it. It sounds like so much like serotonin in a tv yeah show. it I'm is but they hand
0: it. over literally a casserole dish filled of ten thousand pounds, and they go here's your casserole and i'm just like this is just so good and you just watch out i just sat there and watched hours of it and i was just like this is the best thing ever love it so yeah definitely watch that oh my god i'm so excited to watch that yeah and then listen um oh i'll do a listen as well but i'll be quick um it's called you're wrong about and it's um an American duo and they cover um interesting uh topics and they like sort of break down mm-hmm. the, the the statistical truth and information about different subjects it's really balanced they do a really good one on the obesity epidemic which i which is how i first ended up finding their podcast but it's just really fascinating and they're really mm-hmm. balanced and like just re- it's quite like there's a lot of dry humor in there and i just like it it's a nice easy uh, listen on a on a walk i love a pod on a walk and obviously your podcast love your
1: podcast thank you for listening and thank you Callie for joining me. If you enjoyed the episode I'd love you to subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're using and if you've got an extra minute you can leave a rating and a review as well. Your reviews make a big difference and help other people find the podcast and I love reading them. See you next week!